Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode. I wasn't sure if I was going to do a second one this week, but I guess I decided, you know, having Therese on on the July 4 episode was not only inspirational, I think she's such a powerhouse. She's such a cool and dynamic lady to spend time with, but she's someone who, you know, once you know the kind of outcome of someone's story, it can be pretty intimidating, right? So she has all of these endorsements. She has the endorsement of being a personal trainer. She's working on her fitness and nutrition coaching. And there's a lot of things that she has access to now. But six or seven years ago, that wasn't the case. Six or seven years ago, she was someone who came to a choice point in her life. And there was a health crisis that unfolded. And she started to build a new future from that point. And that's something that I've now been able to do on several different occasions. I've um, I've said to a few of my teenage clients, I've said, here's the thing I don't worry about with you. If you decide to go left and in a couple years you decide that was, you know, not the best direction, you get to start over, my friend. And I say that to clients in their 30s and clients in their 50s. I believe it to be true. I've lived it out where I've taken a nuclear bomb and set it off in my life and rebuilt. And while it's the most discomforting, unsettling situation, it's something that we still have access to while we have breath in our lungs. And so For those of you listening here, for those of you who are maybe not living the exact life that you want for yourself, I would ask you what would it look like to start making small tweaks that shift you towards what you want to be true. Now there's going to be context, there's going to be things that maybe are off limits to you. In my own life, there are things that are off limits to me and that's just the reality of where I'm at right now. But by and large, my life is exactly what I'm turning it into. It's it's what I'm making. And there's such power in the small habits and building them up over time into a life. And I want you to consider what does it look like to make small shifts and small tweaks and love yourself differently, love yourself into a space where you're willing to fight for the life that you want. You're willing to sacrifice for the life that you want. And when we start small and build, it can look a whole host of ways. So, you know, I work with clients. I'm very much into kind of the holistic care of body, mind, and spirit. But we also look at what does it look like to build the life that we want related to relationships, related to our environment, related to living out a life of purpose and meaning, related to living intentionally with our finances. There's so many places that we can do small little tweaks or we can do rampant overhauls and really not much is off limits to us unless we tell ourselves that it is. And one of the places to start and one of the things I've said before is we get to figure out are we doing things that are fear-driven or that are purpose-led. And I've mentioned I've had to start over and I didn't have to start over, I guess. I nuclear bombed my own life of my own accord. That's not in everyone's story. Some clients actually do have to start over because a life situation happens to them. But we really work on not only skill building and managing anxiety, but we work on intention and motivation. Are you making decisions that are fear-driven or are you making decisions that are purpose-led? So I 
I have two clients in mind right now. One, she lost her husband several years ago. And with this client, it was all about small, tiny, manageable steps, the next little ask to build a skill set that once upon a time she didn't need. She didn't need to know how to call a handyman because her husband was the handyman. She didn't need to know how to fix plumbing because someone was there to do it for her. She didn't need to know how to lay tile because that would just be done by her husband. And so as these home renovations projects have come up after her husband passed away, there were so many skills that she had to learn down to who do I call? What does that conversation look like? Which questions do I ask? What does that cost? How do I set aside money for that? These are not things that she had to have in her past experience and in her past context, and now she does. And so we've had to grasp what are the basic steps that I need to be okay in this situation. And we've also had to work on motivation. For a while there, there was a lot of bulking and a lot of resistance and a lot of anger that these were skills that she had to learn. And she was learning them out of fear of, well, if I don't know what to do, I'm going to be taken advantage of, or my tasks won't be completed, my responsibilities won't be completed. But we're really working on shifting the narrative too with her that she gets to do these things. While they're not convenient, they're not the way they used to be, she's a capable woman who is learning new skills in her 60s. That's an incredibly powerful thing to understand. So when Teresa and I are talking on Monday and we're saying, we do this because we can, we do this because we want to, we do this because of the opportunity that life's giving us, you can sit in fear all day and resent the context that you're in. Or you can kind of take the bull by the horns and say, okay, this is the new challenge. This is where I'm at. This is what's afforded to me. I'm going to do this out of self-compassion and out of a desire to grow in skills and out of a desire to live a meaningful and purposeful life. Now I'm thinking of a second client who's in a context right now where everything has shifted. And with him, we're starting with really just basic habit formation. So I talk to him on a Monday and I say, okay, friend, I'm concerned that you lean too far in one direction. So when we look at body, mind, and spirit, this client is very, very focused on mind. And body and spirit really have been sacrificed over the last little while. So I'm talking with them and I say, I think we need to bring a little bit of balance. And he doesn't see any issues with the way he's living his life, except suddenly an A-bomb's gone off in his life and he's got to do some shifting. And so I'm going to walk with him through what is balance and how do we craft a new life small step by small step. And so this past week, I saw him at the beginning of the week and I said, we need to learn how to eat breakfast every day. And here's the thing, it aligns with his values and what he wants to be true. I'm not super imposing on him that he has to do this because he has a choice, right? But at the very basic level, we get to work on what does it mean to consistently put food in our body? And what does it look like every day to consistently set time and intentionality aside to do things that revitalize our spirit too? What do we do to be intentional with the hours that we've been given, not out of fear for this new context, but out of the potential to re- rebuild what he wants this next chapter of life to look like. And here's the thing I keep saying to him. I keep saying, hey, I get it. You're intimidated by this, but I'm not intimidated because I know what it's like to build a life that you desire, a life that you love. I'm still in the build. So I can't say that, you know, there's an ending point, but frankly, I don't think there is an ending point. I think as long as we have breath in our lungs, we have the right to build the life we want, but it's going to take a lot of work. And so right now, these particular clients are more in a survival state, but we're working on incremental shifts, small little skills, 
small little tweaks to their life that get them closer and closer to living a life that they would like to be true, to living a life where they have the skills built that best support this new season of their life. And hopefully over time, it comes out of self-love and self-compassion and a desire to live as a better version of themselves, not out of fear of disappointing someone, not out of fear of, oh shoot, what used to be true is no longer true, and now I panic and make decisions out of fear. The goal is to slow things down and then to incrementally build, what do I want to be true? This is where the work comes in, and this is actually what maturity is, figuring out what you want to be true and going forward and doing it, not out of fear of disappointing someone, not out of fear of what does it look like if I don't do this, but I want to do this because it's the right thing for me to do. So you go and you figure out your likes and you figure out your dislikes. You don't figure out what works for Tom or Mary or Jane. You don't figure out what this person dislikes or what this person would approve of. You figure out what do you like. And the way Teresa and I were talking on Monday about casting a wide net, figure out what are your likes and your dislikes. So she mentions that she really likes body pump, but she doesn't like work, which is dance fitness. She had to go out and figure that out. And now she knows you've got to think about if I wanted to build a particular life, one that has purpose, one that has meaning, one that I enjoy, you're going to have to figure out what are your likes? What are your dislikes? One of the things I'm doing this week is I'm joining a social volleyball league. Now, to be fair, I have zero business playing volleyball. I don't have hand-eye coordination. Frankly, I... All I remember is that the ball really hurts my my wrist when I hit it. I'm not even sure you're supposed to use your wrist, but I'm going to go out and give it a try. It's for seven weeks. It'll be seven short hours of my life. And in doing that, I'll figure out recreationally, is this something I enjoy? Socially, is this something I enjoy? Physically, is this something I enjoy? But you've got to get out and do the stuff. And it starts with small incremental steps, one after another, to craft the life you want. It starts with the small habits. One of my favorite questions that my supervisor used to ask when he was working with clients is, if I put a video camera on you 24-7, the life you tell me you live and the life you're actually living, do they align? Or do you want me to think certain things about you? And if that's our emphasis, that we want people to think about us a certain way, we are missing opportunity to live an extraordinary life. We are missing opportunity to live congruently between what we want to be true and what is true. And it all starts in the small habits. It starts with looking at mind, body, and spirit and deciding, what do I want to be true? And building that life. It starts with looking at our dynamic and relationships and saying, what's true in these relationships? Is this what I want to be true in these relationships? What could I do better? How could I contribute differently? When we talk about environment, this is one of my favorite pieces from one of Jordan Peterson's work. He talks about your job for the environment, environment at the macro level, but he's talking about environment at your micro level. He says your job is to start with making one room a safe place for you, one room a haven, one room beautify it, and then the next room, and then the next room. Commit to making each individual one beautiful, and over time, you take that drive and you extrapolate it to the world around you, but it starts in the home. It starts behind closed doors. It starts with one room, and then you build, and you build, and you expand, and you expand. You do that with purpose and meaning. You do that with finances. Find things that are intentional, find things that you love, find things that are custom fit for you. We need to ask ourselves questions like, is this action that I'm doing, is it moving me closer to what I want to be true? Is this habit that I'm holding onto, is it serving a greater purpose in my life? Is it 
keeping me stagnant? Is it keeping me in a holding pattern? I've had to dismantle so many things over the last couple of years because they just weren't for my good. They did not serve me. They did not benefit me. They do not move me closer to what I want to be true. There are habits that we have that take us further away from what we want to be true. And so we have to ask ourselves that with our small habits, is this taking me towards what I want? Is this keeping me stagnant? Is this taking me away from what I want? And it starts with the small habits, my friends. It starts with the minutia of your day. How do you spend time tending to body and mind and spirit and relationships and environment? And if you don't like what you're seeing right now, start small and then build. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.